There's a dissonance growing in modern life. Men are told that masculinity is outdated and tyrannical, so it's better to be feminine. And women are told that femininity is outdated and cowardly, that it's weakness, so they should instead be masculine. As a result, we're left in a situation where women make the first move, men don't open the doors, and they don't pay the check until both leave disillusioned and unsatisfied. Modern culture breeds narcissism. It's convinced the generation that history started with them, that they not only know history and what it says, but they know better than history. But as always, narcissism isolates. So a generation of narcissists is naturally a generation of loneliness. Today I want to talk about modern dating. This is something that I obviously dealt with for a long time. I was single for a very long time. And, um, you know, I'm very happy to be married. And if you're looking for somebody to say, oh, don't get married, you know, you don't need that. You're fine or, or whatever. You, you come to the wrong place. Now, I understand that not everyone is going to get married and not everyone needs to get married. But if you're looking for someone to tell you that, don't come here. Can we stop pretending that a career is equally as valuable when it comes to giving your life meaning and joy and love as a great marriage? That's one of these modern ideas that we're supposed to just believe without question. Without question, we're supposed to just accept that the real important thing is the career. And that after the career, just get around to the marriage if you have time for it. That we're supposed to spend every day and sacrifice all of our priorities at the altar of customers and deals. And that that is the thing that will truly bring beauty and meaning into our life. I don't care if you're a famous musician. There's no one you interact with at work that cares as much about you as your spouse. If you're a famous musician, if you're even a pop star, there is not one person, not one fan that comes up to you and tells you how wonderful you are that will give you the deep and lasting joy and meaning and connection of being married to someone that you love. Regardless of your job, these things are not equal, and we should not pretend that they are. The first thing I want to talk about when it comes to dating is don't ignore the unspeakable obvious. Underlying today's social mores is the belief that humans are a blank slate, that they have no essential nature. But this is not true. To succeed in dating today, do not ignore the unspeakable obvious. One of these unspeakable obvious things is that as women become more financially successful, they become less desirable in the dating market. And if you think humans are a blank slate, that won't make any sense to you. But if you observe the essential aspects of human nature, it will make perfect sense. This is because men have a deep and innate desire to feel useful, to provide, and to protect. As a woman becomes wealthy, it is very hard, and increasingly harder, for a man to see how he is useful. You can call this old-fashioned, you can call it patriarchal, you can say whatever you want, but this won't change. Because this is not added on. This is baked in. You can guilt the man in your life about it, until all he does is sit around and play video games. But you can't remove it. Although modernity views chivalry as sexist, it views opening doors and paying checks as sexist, as outdated, as abusive. 
What it does not view as sexist is using each other up for cheap sex as if both of you were disposable, meaningless objects. Scripture says, He who sins sexually sins against his own body. Now maybe it says this because God hates fun. But maybe it says this because where exploitation is, there is also nihilism. A common trope in modern art is a feeling of numbness. Listen to Halsey, Post Malone, all the biggest artists. What do they all share? What they all share is nihilism. When sex is divorced from a sacred commitment, there is great liberty. But quietly in the background, our exploitation is cheapening and denigrating us. Thus, today's culture is in a cycle of numbness, hedonistic exploitation, then back to numbness. In the past, marriage was viewed as a foundation, a foundation in which the two of you built a life together, that you weathered all of the ups and downs of life together. Whereas today, marriage is viewed as a capstone, that two of you have two separate lives, and then maybe later, when you get around to it, you should get married. The problem with this is that marriage will never work that way. If you view marriage as an accessory, then you are predisposing yourself to heartbreak and divorce. Marriage does not work as a vehicle for your convenience and your happiness. Scarred by their parents' marriages and the abuses of the past, and void of any transcendent meaning, today's world pushes us to find your bliss and speak your truth. The appeal of this is obvious, but these ideas have a truly painful cost. Implicit in this worldview is the belief that God will hurt you, marriage will hurt you, you are all you have. So it's best to be alone. But I'm coming today to give you a very different message. My message is this. Die for something. You will either die at the altar of your own comfort, of your own pleasure, or you will die for something higher than that. We are all spending our life on something. Marriage does not work when you fit it in. And meaning is not found in exploiting the pleasure of the moment. We have a visual bias when it comes to cost. One of the reasons for the decline of marriage is that the suffering in marriage, the suffering in the marriages of our parents, of our grandparents, can be seen from the outside. However, the suffering of being alone can only really be seen from the inside. As a result, marriage seems like too high a cost. That we prioritize the suffering we can see, and we act as if suffering we cannot see is not there. Freud believed that humans were primarily sexual, that sex was our primary fulfillment of human purpose, and that religion was merely a mechanism to suppress it. But he was half wrong. As Jonathan Haidt wrote in his book The Happiness Hypothesis, humans are more accurately conceived as a writer riding on an elephant. Thus our deepest need is not for sex, but for purpose. Freud would be right if we were only the elephant, if we were only our lower selves. But the emptiness that we feel after we indulge all our impulses proves that we are not merely animal.
We long for something beyond. We long for meaning. I saw a study recently that said the average person takes in enough data in a week to crash a computer. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Our appetite for consumption is getting higher and higher. And one obvious side effect is our ever-shortening attention span. However, a less noticeable side effect is the way that this escalates our feeling of impermanence. The ups and downs of your life serve as little more than fodder on a screen which will be forgotten in seconds. Modern life is a tree with no roots, a body with no soul, a man with no home. As Carl Jung said, people don't have ideas. Ideas have people. What ideas have you? What ideas will you push forward over the course of your life? Will you sacrifice yourself at the altar of your own pleasure, at the altar of your own comfort, and die a lonely coward? Or will you die for something and live for something bigger than that? As Albert Muller recently stated in his podcast, in the end there are only two things, theism and nihilism. Now I understand that men have been abusive in the past. That's not my argument. I understand that religious people have been abusive in the past. That's also not my argument. My argument is that as we go into a future of ever-escalating loneliness, that maybe we should look upon the past, we should look upon the patterns of the people that came before us with a little bit of respect, and that we should take the good of what they had and incorporate it into our modern life, into our modern context. Because in each of these situations, the problem was corruption. The problem was evil. In any relationship, both the man having too much power causes corruption, or the woman having too much power causes corruption. Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. This has no gender bias, it has no time frame bias, it has no decade bias. Anywhere there is too much power, anywhere there is unaccountable power, corruption is coming. But we do not have to live as people with no roots, as bodies with no souls, as people without a home. May our loneliness bring humility, and may our humility bring joy. May we give our lives in service to the highest good. May we die on the right altars. An old quote I heard was, Never fear failure, fear succeeding at the wrong thing. May we give our lives to the highest good. May we put down roots for the coming generation. Roots of love, of commitment, of weathering every high and low that come with life, that come with marriage, for richer or poorer, in sickness and in health, till death do us part.